Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to season three and episode number 261 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah. A little extra juice in that. Yeah, because um, in, in case you haven't noticed, because I've kind of been bragging about it all over the place, um, we got some very good news yesterday, didn't we, Mr. Grizzly? about our show yes uh yes we did yes uh, and it was just i just happened to stumble across it and i was like well that's interesting let me just send that to you because I, f- I think you'd find it um uh what would be the word to describe it uh, delightful joyful enlightening um, surprise i was surprised i was very surprised now we made a list kids now we've made this list before in january uh, and we hadn't mm-hmm. heard from them ever before, uh, after before or after. Uh, so we thought, you know, when we just forgot about it. But yesterday something popped in. Um, it's a site called feedspot.com. Uh, and they list the top 45 Canadian politics podcasts. Last time it was the top 50. And we barely made it in by the fingernails. I think we were like 48 or 49. Something. They actually list them in order. Grizzly, mm-hmm. would you like to bring that up? Yeah, let me just bring this up here. I got a link to the page okay. in the chat as well. Oh. Uh, and here it is. So we start out 45 best Canadian politics podcasts. From thousands of podcasts on the web, ranked by traffic, social media, followers, and freshness. And they actually have a team that actually goes and listens to them. So number one is... Mm-hmm. Power and Politics from CBC, number, which is to be expected, right? And number two? The House. Which is to be expected. And then number three, The Bridge with Peter Bridge. Bridge, which 
not a big surprise. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah, and when, it, you, and when you watch, when you look at the Apple charts, the podcast, political podcast, it's almost always number one. So mm -hmm. two CBCs, one independent with CBC, former CBC, and hey, is that us? Why? Why? Yes, sir. Yes, it is. That is us at number four. Uh, I was like reading this yesterday. I'm going, that, that can't be right. Because I right? thought, is this just that a list? Right? And then I, looked, yeah. and I said, no, in order. In yeah. order. I was requesting 172 Canadian politics podcasts and blogs with email contacts and a spreadsheet. So you can get all this info yeah. if you want. But I'm like, how are we ahead of CBC News at issue? And who else? <laughs> Look who else we're ahead of. Roy Green, like three-time consecutive winner of Canadian Association of Broadcasters National Gold Ribbon Award. I, I Keep know. going. <laughs> Look who else. Yeah. The CPAC show. Peter Van Dusen, CPAC. Yeah. I, I'm like... Of the Arage. How are we in the top 10, let alone number four? <laughs> I do not know. I do not. We're ahead of the Hurley Burley. Yeah. And the strategists and Wow. Like these are many of these podcasts I'm well familiar with. Like well familiar yes. with. I'm like, oh uh, okay. Um yeah. Holy crap. And to think that when my friend Chris suggested two years before I dared even try. Mm -hmm. Because and the only reason I tried is because we were in COVID. And I literally had nothing else to do. <laughs> nothing else to do. Because yeah. there was no acting and there was no simultaneous translation because that involved having people in a room together. Um, I thought nobody wanted to hear at all from a ditzy old queen, especially fighting about politics. I guess there's an, there's an audience for everything and everyone. And, you know, sometimes we have some nice things to say and sometimes we have some fun banter and sometimes we uh, get a little aggro. As the saying goes, yeah. and uh, you know, it is what it is. So, it's um, <laughs> that is you. I mean, it's a yeah. bit us, of course, because you know we, we make the product. But um, that's you. That's you turning up. Yes. That's you telling people. That's you liking and sharing and subscribing and and commenting and you know retweeting and all of that. I am. My cup runneth over, my heart overflows. Um, <laughs> I'm wow. So, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, wow. Yeah, I know, Kitland M. You told us. You did. You were. Yeah, you were. You, you were our first too. biggest fan, and uh, the original and the best. Um, so you're like cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks, kids. Uh, good morning to the best damn fam. Literally. Yes. Well, according to this, maybe the fourth best damn fam, but to us, the best damn fam <laughs> in all of podcasting. Good morning, Kit Delane, Kit Saucy, Kit Cassie, Kit Daddy G, Kit Ellen, Kit YouTube. Ah, back with the new account. There's my man. Ah, uh, that, that's Kit Hugh, but he had to get a new account for some reason because he had some trouble with his account. Uh, Kit Jillian, Kit Dan, hey, my friend. Thank you so much. Kit Carol, I think that's a new name on us. Yes, she's joining us from Facebook and uh, somewhere uh, somewhere south of the 49th parallel. Well, thank you. Welcome and happy belated Thanksgiving. 
Um, yes. And let's see, who else did we have? Illinois. She's in Illinois. Illinois. Ah, yes. I have very, very happy memories of Illinois. Lots of good things happened to me in Chicago. Very good things happened to mm. me in Chicago back in the day. And Miss Sedeka, good morning to you and all the family, including Kit Mateo and Rain and Jazzy there, and Mohan as well. All right. Um, today, recording day, is Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. It looks like it's going to be a nice day here at the Beaver Lodge, but still cloudy. Um, thank you to our podcast founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Misfee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Uh, Kit the Daily Beaver says, I think we all know it's the Red Speedo that made this possible. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of the Red Speedo kits. Never underestimate the power of the Red Speedo. Well, you know, <laughs> speed. I got a giving you the news report. <laughs> so I got a, I got a blue been, jacket. Yeah, that the blue jacket. Yeah. Um, today, Mister Grizzly. Uh, there's, there's, you know. So I, I read a lot of stuff, as do you. So we can try and get a, a cogent um, argument presented for people who want to watch and understand and learn and maybe have a civics lesson or two. So I monitor a lot of different feeds and every now and then I'll come across something trending on the Twitter and go, what? And this is, and this gentleman sums it up the way I feel about it because yeah. So this is uh, Clay Thompson mm-hmm. Great count. At, 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 at Harry T 59 underscore Harry Ford is being investigated by the RCMP. Scott Moe and Blaine Higgs are waging war against the LGBTQ. Daniel Smith has gone batshit crazy. None of them are doing anything to help the people of their provinces, but the far-right nutjobs want Trudeau for treason. That's insanity. Mm-hmm. And conversely with that, conversely with that, all the newspapers are wondering when it is that Trudeau who's leaving. Yeah. Not the, not the guy leading the government being investigated by the RCMP. Not the government being led by a woman who has a guy that has take back Alberta hand up behind her back, making her talk. Not the guy that decided he is going to use the notwithstanding clause on children. Mm-hmm. But Trudeau, I, yeah, I, uh, we live in an upside down world. Yes, we do. We do. Uh, all right, kids and cubs, uh, we have some news for you today. Again, a bit of a slow news day, which is... I'm okay with that, though, you know? I mean, some days we need uh, we need a little bit of less yeah. of everything. Now, um, here's one thing I want to show you, kids. It's only a couple of seconds. It comes from uh, MP Mark Gerritsen, um, because it looks like the conservatives objection to helping Ukraine is about to enter a new phase. This is MP Ted Falk. It's only a couple of seconds. So it's not a long clip. He is the member of parliament for, um, I think I had it right there and then it just disappeared. Uh, Oh, nope. That's not correct. The member of, uh, parliament from Provence, Steinbach, Manitoba. Um, I don't know if this maybe has a little bit to do with the fact that the province went NDP and he needs to strut a little bit and get some airtime for himself because they fear they're losing the province. Uh, But 
I'm not sure how well this is going to play back home. Mr. Yeah, I saw this and, and went, uh, <laughs> dude. Uh, that's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah, let's see how this plays out. That said, this prime minister, this government, have been consistent and unequivocal in saying that we will support Ukraine whatever it takes for as long as it takes. And I will say that concerns me a bit. That said, this prime minister, this government, Wait, have been consistent what? What? What and unequivocal. Why? Why is that concerning him? What, what's to be concerned about? I don't understand that. Are you supporting Vladimir Putin and Russia's invasion of a sovereign nation? Because that's kind of how I would read that statement. Now, of course. I mean, after all, they voted against a free trade agreement with Ukraine. Yes. Now, of course, the clip is cut right there. Yeah. I'd like to see the full length of it. Yeah. Uh, which I will look for at some point because I hadn't had time yet because last night we were doing an interview uh, with... Which will air on Monday. Yes, with uh, uh, the gentleman that uh, you all kids requested uh, that we uh, we get, uh, Mr. Tim Kretzman, uh, was the, the teacher in British Columbia who posted that video after the Prime Minister was surrounded by a protest and he was very upset and then had taken it down and then... Uh, and then put up something else. Um, and the reason he took it down is because he thought that the protesters were convoyers, and when he found out uh, it wasn't about that. And uh, the noise, basically, it was an introduction of noise into his message. That's why I, you know, I always tell you in terms of PR that what you want to do is you want to create a message at point A that will be understood at point B with the same intent that you created it at point A. So you try not to put noise into your message. So when you happen to misidentify the group, but everything about the rest of your message stands, then people you know, slap on you because you identified the wrong group. It, gets, it takes over the message, right? But the message is still the same. Um, what's really interesting is that this Ted Fock guy, uh, on his website, and I will... Uh, give that to you. I, I'm not sure if he's going to have to update his website, Mr. Grizzly, but he has this whole thing of standing in support of Ukraine. Yeah, now, it seems he abandoned that idea. There's no date on this here. So, but United for Ukraine and Canada. In Canada, we are blessed with peace and prosperity. However, as we all know, the story is very different in Ukraine right now. I had the opportunity to stand in the House of Commons last week. I there's no date, so you don't know when that is. The conservatives seem to have problems dating things. Wow. Or with dates on things. Because yesterday we showed you how Andrew Shear doctored that screen cap to try to make it, to give the impression that they did vote for this last deal. Mm -hmm. Instead of it was the previous deal, six years ago. That was also negotiated by liberals. He also didn't want to show that. And he also didn't want to show that everybody else voted on it. So trying to conflate two different votes to fool people that, no, no, we actually did vote for this. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and let's remember that, the again, the largest Ukrainian diaspora in the world is here in Canada. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the vast majority of it resides, where again? Oh, that's right, on the prairies. Mm -hmm. 
I had the opportunity to stand in the House of Commons last week to speak on Ukraine. I shared a story about a gentleman that I spoke to earlier in the week who had been in Ukraine recently. Upon learning he, that he was Canadian, the Ukrainian people expressed their sincere appreciation and thankfulness for the support that Canada has given to Ukraine, and right now you are trying to torch that. So there was a time he was proud. Mm -hmm. I'm proud that our conservative government, oh, conservative government, so I'm guessing that this is from when they were in government. In Manitoba, yeah. So pre-election. So this is uh, a, few, a few weeks at least. So uh, what happened, Mr. Falk, for you to no longer be proud that your conservative government continues to stand by the Ukrainian people in their struggle to restore political kind of economic stability? The fact that you're no longer the government? Mm-hmm. Maybe. You're only proud to support Ukraine if you are the government? After another thing on Ted Fox, his news. After months of Russian forces massing on the Ukraine border, I was pleased to say the Trudeau government finally commit to providing defensive weapons. Blah, 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 blah. But now, he's a little concerned about that. Mm -hmm. mm. So uh, I will go listen to uh, uh, try to find his uh, intervention in the Hansard at some point and uh, be able to bring you more exactly what he said for the rest of it because um that seems to be a weird flex and a weird double down i uh i agree with you it sir. is very 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 concerning and uh if you are um literally uh willing to throw ukraine to the here's the things at the same time literally at the same time that evil justin trudeau while ukraine is down on its knees, begging, begging, you're going to make their lives more miserable by shoving a carbon tax that they already have and have already agreed to increase so that it can join the EU down their throats. Why is the Conservative Government of Canada trying to hobble Ukraine's accession to the EU? Could it be because that helps? Oh, no, no, we got to do the church lady. Why? Why would the conservative government want to be hobbling Ukraine's ability to accede to the EU? I don't know. Could it be um, um, Putin? Putin? I don't know. I think I need to pop a cherry lifesaver in my mouth and suck on it like there's no tomorrow. Uh, I, this guy, man. I have two words. The second one is off. <laughs> I think I know what the first one is. Uh, I've been saying that a lot lately. It's just I'm just these yeah, comments like, oh fuck off. When Pierre yeah. Pulliver did that thing on the Holodomor, and again somebody commented like with all the passion of Chat GPT. It's like, oh fuck off. I just saw what you did two days ago. Tasha Carradine the other day had an opinion piece where she talks about what's happening to the Masalit in Sudan. And how it's terrible that the leftists all around the world are not championing doing something for them like they are championing doing in Gaza. And how they're hypocrites. And that this is proof that intersectionality is inherently anti-Semitic. And the only reason they're not raising the issue of the Masalitis because there are no white colonial people there to blame. Like, are you freaking kidding me? You've just, mm -hmm. she did all the research into what's going on 
And so the Masalit, for that article, someone did a search of her Twitter feed. She's never mentioned Sudan once since 2010, since she's been on Twitter. So I thought I would be more generous. I'd just look up Africa. She hasn't mentioned, she mentioned Africa twice in her entire Twitter feed. The last time was in 2011. So she doesn't care about this issue. Hmm. She researches everything about them. Yeah. And then she doesn't say, let's help them. She details all the horrors that are happening over there only to compare them to the horrors that are happening that happened to the Israelis, none of what happened to the Palestinians, and says leftists all around the world are hypocrites because they're not there too. By the way, according to the census, if we're just looking at Canada, there's about 16,025 Canadians of Sudanese heritage. There's 335,000 people of Jewish heritage, and there's 1.8 mm -hmm. million Muslims. Maybe the reason in Canada is because there's not that many of us when it comes to Sudan. But she, she didn't call the Canadian Sudanese Association to figure out what we we're doing over here and to see what commitment there was. So she exploited the Masalit and she exploited the tragedy of the Jewish people that she's saying that she's standing for, mm. all in defense of whiteness and to attack intersectionality. And then, you remember when we presented that opinion piece that she wrote about those parents that were fighting for parental rights, right? Well, she said, you know, inclusion, gender inclusion excludes some people. The people don't, don't want us to include transgender students. <laughs> so, and she says, it's no wonder those parents are mad. But again, to attack the left and intersectionality, because God forbid we different people should start talking to each other and work together. Ooh, when you're writing in defense of whiteness, ooh, you don't want all those coloreds working together, don't you? That's a bad thing, people working together. Uh, but some days. All, but here, it, it's the complete opposite, right? Mm -hmm. She goes, oh, you know, you either support gender ideology or you're a monster. I guess you either support Israel completely or you're anti-Semitic or you either support Palestine completely or you're pro-genocide. It's literally the same dynamic. But when it comes to transgender kids, oh, then the oppressors are fine. She's not even consistent. It's funny how that works, huh? But both roads, both roads lead to intersectionality bad, left bad. Are you at all surprised, sir? But one day, she's for this thing, what leads to that, and the other day, she denounces it. She has taken a slip and slide. I used to respect that woman. Remember when we heard that they were going to announce center ice Canadians, conservatives? Mm -hmm. And she was part of it. And we said, mm -hmm. oh, so that's why she's not running for the leadership. And we were disappointed that she was not running for the leadership. And she didn't even support Pierre in the leadership. No. Well, she fell into line rather quickly, didn't she?
not impressed with her. Not impressed with her. So um, there's a, they have lost their minds. Right? And oh. now they're all over the web saying that that journalist's question was biased. And it's like, it's a do you take responsibility question for having confirmed something as being terrorism before any official did. Okay. Again, kids, it's not a gotcha question just because the question got ya. <laughs> if you're lying, the question's going to get you. And it's not because it's a gotcha question. Oh, man, these people. Well, they just continue to spin more lies to support the lies that Skippy told. Um, have do you seen the video from Garnet Genuine? Oh, yes, Victor Orban's lapdog. Yeah, I have the video here. We're not going to watch the whole thing because I can't stomach more than 30 seconds of this, man. But they're just backing up the lies with more lies. It, it, and Max Fawcett counters him. He says, uh, Ukraine has a carbon tax and has for many years now, since 2011, actually. Oh, and if it wants to join the EU, it'll have to raise it considerably. Your party stands with its own pre-existing prejudice against climate policy, not Ukraine. Go. Conservatives stand with Ukraine. Ukraine needs weapons, not a carbon tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's using the, he's spouting the buzzwords. Look at this incel king. Christ almighty, this Right now, we're having a debate in Parliament about what Ukraine really needs. Conservatives think Ukraine needs weapons. Liberals think Ukraine needs a carbon tax. Years ago, Conservatives negotiated a free trade deal between Canada and Ukraine. It was a good trade deal for both countries that emphasized trade. It was aimed at strengthening opportunity and prosperity in both countries. Again, it was a trade deal about trade. That, that deal that you was know, sponsored by François-Philippe Champagne in 2017 that when one. you guys weren't in government anymore? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. 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 And then we have uh, the Director of Communications of the uh, Conservative Party of Canada, who has been like, working overtime. Oh, she yeah. works hard oh, for sure. the money. Mm -mm, mm -mm, so hard for the honey. Because she actually tweeted this yesterday. If you will put it up, Mr. Grizzly. Yeah, it's, it's just... <laughs> I can't get over these people. And I say these people because they're not, they don't, they call themselves conservatives before they call themselves Canadians. So. Please read it, Mr. Grizzly. The liberals are losing their minds because conservatives are calling out inaccuracies and double standards. If you were hoping conservatives would back down and cave to the name calling partisan games and attacks from the woke leftist mob, keep dreaming. Um, uh, protection alert. Yeah. Okay. Look. Have another box of water, you half-baked lasagna. Seriously. Name-calling, partisan games, attacks from the mob. Like Again, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and smelled your armpits, lady? Liberals are losing their minds. You're losing your minds right now because you got cotton crap. 
earlier this over the course of the weekend, it's like, oh my God, they are trying to change the channel because they had a terrible, you are the guys that had the shit week. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, of course, because it was shit, shit week, blackface photos circulated again. But again, yeah, I'm not again, sure. in a plot twist, not blackface photos of Trudeau, but Sarah Fisher herself posting four times in one tweet pictures of her allegedly in blackface going, this is not me. Really? Yeah. You, you, these photos have been circulating allegedly of you for ever since the first photos of Twitter. But now, three, five years later, you, you protest, it's not you? Mm-hmm. Girl. Apparently, when the libs treat you how you treat them, they have lost their minds. Your rhetoric has been disgusting and dishonest. Please ca stop calling the CPC platform conservative. And there I thought that politics were about issues and policy. Silly me. <laughs> exactly. Kid Hugh, cons have no coherent strategy. They're the drowning guy. And if you look in Ontario, Right? Doug Ford is drowning. Pierre Poliver launched himself off the ship into the ocean last week. And uh, seems yes. dude is not a very strong swimmer. So what does Doug Ford do? Hey, Pierre. <laughs> Tongues his head underwater. Doug Ford actually came out and said that Pierre Poliver is full of shit on the Windsor. EV battery thing. The guy that ripped out the electric charging stations is yes, actually pro EV battery plant to the point that he's willing to take Pierre Polyev and say, you know what? We're both in this ocean drowning. I need to save myself. Down you go. <laughs> no hate like conservative love. Like the mafia, but without the loyalty. Well, speaking of Doug Ford, you heard about the deal yesterday that he'd cut with Olivia Chow. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, uh, Liv, Ms. Chow, um, can we, can we back the truck up here? Because you just sold out Ontario place to a bunch of wealthy developers who are going to turn it into a casino. I mean, spa at our expense. After promising she never would. And uh, our friend Frank Domenico had something to yeah. say about it. Ford government in the city of Toronto just struck a massive deal. Let's talk about it. The Gardner and the DVP will now be controlled by the province. This is in exchange for cash to the city. And it should be noted that according to Ford, the government will never toll the highways. And while that might hold true uh -huh. for Ford government, we can't say that'll hold true for any future governments, conservative, NDP, or liberal. As many academics and researchers would point out that tolling highways is actually a very positive policy, even if it's quite unpopular. In exchange for this, the city of Toronto is giving up one of its key fights and allowing the province to take over responsibility for Ontario Place. Also allowing for the moving of the Science Centre, but the province is saying that the city of Toronto can choose what goes on the old Science Centre lands with Mayor Chow saying that she doesn't want housing, but instead something science-related. The province is going to be giving Toronto $300 million in one-time funding to help with safety, recovery, and sustainability on the city's transport network, including the purchase of 55 new subway cars for the Bloor-Danforth line. 
if the federal government pitches in. The province is also going to be paying for Toronto to run the Eglinton Crosstown and Finch West LRTs. Essentially, the province pays for it, the city runs it. And ultimately, this is what compromise in politics looks like. Nobody's 100% happy, but the deal does solve a lot of problems. The city of Toronto has been in debt for years, well before Mayor Chow took over. Pretty much since the gravy train days of Doug's brother, Rob. And so in exchange for Doug Ford to clean up the mess of his brother, Rob, Doug gets to build his Ontario Place spa. Although I'm sure those at Ontario Place for All and other groups fighting against the spa will still be able to potentially get some wins there. How do you feel about this deal? Good? Bad? Let me know in the comments down below. So, um, hmm. uh, a lot of people are, are kind of shocked at, at, at how Ms. Chow just backed down, right? She just ran away from the promise that she made, which was to protect Ontario Place. You're, you're muted, sir. I can't hear you. How did that happen? I don't know what happened. Uh, oh, know. when the clip goes on, it mutes. Yeah, sorry. Um, so here's, here's the thing. And if there are NDP supporters on the chat, this is probably not going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. I think of Jack Layton. When he said mm -hmm. there was no way he would tolerate a corporate tax cut reduction. And then he went to Harper in the middle of the night and said, hey, I'm willing to swallow myself whole on your corporate tax cut if you give me these couple of things. Then there was the NDP saying that they believed in reconciliation and believed in national daycare, but made the government fall just as Ken Dryden had negotiated a deal with all provinces for daycare, and we had a colonial mm -hmm. accord, delaying everything by a decade. Mm -hmm. Then we have Jagmeet Singh that said in a supply and confidence agreement that, no, no, absolutely, Pharmacare, absolutely, Pharmacare. And now it's like, oh, well, maybe, you know, if you give us a couple of other things, we won't have to do Pharmacare by the end of this year. And now we have, is it just look politics is, is compromise yes but we is it that. just me or is there no party more willing to swallow itself whole and reverse itself on things it swears to god it believes in faster than a democratic socialist politician in canada mm -hmm. Uh, no, Tavi, um, this, this thing, didn't he also, apparently no money for that yesterday. Apparently now that'll change soon. I'm sure. But apparently he did not increase uh, Toronto police, uh, funding. That'll change between now and tomorrow. I'm sure. But as of yesterday, yeah. no. Now with regard to this deal, you have subject cars and gardener. It's been the city wanting tolls in the past province said no. And it's unpopular with all of the GTHA. Then again, this is the party that brought, brought us the 407 ETR and Laura Babcock, mm -hmm. who we love and we hope to get on the show at one way. said, yeah, I get that as a 905er. I just can't trust Ford, a Ford promise not to do something makes me think the other things about to happen. Talking about the green pill scandal and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, right? This is part of Ford's plan to position himself as Toronto mayoralty candidate next time around. Mayor of Toronto is his ultimate goal. Really? I think he wanted PP's gig. Yes. Yeah. 
That's what I've thought. He said he wanted to be prime minister. Yeah, exactly. Laura Babcock, Ford is so overexposed on the spa deal on the waterfront, he pretty much gave Mayor Olivia Chow his wallet. Question is why? Why give up so much for a spa no one needs? Why the secret 95-year deal? What's the real value and end goal for Ontario Place? Casino. Casino. You know with Ford, once he has an idea, he never lets it go. Yeah, he's like never a bulldog. lets it go. Oh, and here's the tweet from... Uh, Mayor Olivia Chow, when she uh, flashed back to June 20th, 2023. Tell us what it says, Mr. Grizzly. It's really problematic. I've been paddling since I was 16. I love getting out on the water. Uh, I can't imagine the city without public access to the lake, and I won't accept a future without it. As your mayor, I'll stand up for Ontario Place. Ooh, mm-hmm. Olivia. Again, Laura Babcock, she is on fire. Well, conservatives can't call Olivia Chow a socialist ideologue anymore. She proved her pragmatism today. Let's hope this is a good deal for Toronto doesn't become a Faustian bargain. Ford promises not to toll those highways or deliver on programs can't be trusted. I knew it was a risky deal when Ford earnestly promised Chow he would never toll those highways. It's almost exactly how he lied about never touching the Greenbelt. Same intonation. We all know that if he can make his buds and donors money, he will. And one of the things that has uh, Laura Babcock really, really upset is that um, why is he spending all that money, not only on the um, parking lot, but on security to keep those cars safe, the money mm-hmm. he is spending. And there's a homelessness crisis. Why is he spending all that money in order to be able to keep cars from getting broken into there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... it's... It's all, yeah. but not. And then there's talk of Ontario looking for ways to claw back the Canadian disability benefit when it's there, causing her to ask, is Ford at war with the poor? He took away rent control, basic income pilot, and is spending half a billion on a spa parking lot for wealthy while planning to mitigate costs on the back of people who have disabilities. Has he no heart? I'm just... She is, Laura Babcock is beside herself. She Mm -hmm. is someone that has extensive PR experience. She sees that this does not make sense and that the message, what what, what the messages, the conflicting messages that are being sent. And she is calling them out so damn hard. So damn hard. Some of us screamed from the rooftops and warned what would happen, but so few voted in Ontario cheap beer outweighed people suffering in homelessness and our housing crisis. And in my city, a cheerleader was picked over a natural leader for mayor. It's damn painful. And 
Don't know about money laundering, but I suspect Ford's secret 95-year deal to remake Ontario Place into a spa for wealthy pals is a cover for a real end goal of a casino. She too believes it. One thing we know for certain is he can't be trusted. So I'm not the only one saying it. Laura Badcock has an incredible oh, reputation. That's all he wants. He's been trying to get a casino downtown forever. Oh, kids. Okay. We have to go. Unfortunately, that's the end of our show because Mr. Grizzly has a heart out. And um, I had a whole bunch of other stuff going today, but we got onto the subject instead. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, there's stuff going on in Alberta with regarding uh, regard to mining and climate capture and storage. Apparently, uh, they're screwing over the First Nations again. It seems that the, where they want to stuff all that carbon underground is under the Cold Lake First Nation. Go figure. Mm. Let's use Indigenous people as guinea pigs yet again. Of course. Today? Anyway, we have a show, right, Mr. Grizzly? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay, kids, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Oh, the other thing, Canada Proud is suing the Cryer Media Network. Apparently, yeah, we yeah. damaged their reputation by saying they spread disinformation. Um, do you realize that a defamation suit means that you can't damage an organization that already has a shit reputation? Like, have you ever guys stepped mm -hmm. outside of your echo chamber long enough to hear what the rest of the country is saying about you? Come on, you're not going to win that suit. Anyway, we hope that you love this podcast. There, there's a lot going on in my head, even though it was a slow news day. Um, we hope that you love this because we love making this for you. Remember, sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. So please, please, please tell your peeps and poops all about us. Um, and you have, because clearly we're number four. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah, what a thug. Because democracy is something that you do. Uh, please keep on spreading the good word. Get your shots. XBB, pneumococcal, flu, RSV. Keep the hospitals unclogged. Donate to the Red Cross if you have time. If you would like to not miss an episode, the Ray Girl has got you covered. You go to the pod page. That's podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver. And that way, when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, it comes right into your inbox. If you like to smash with buttons and subscribe to things, we have our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel. You make like Kit Elaine, go over there, smash the buttons, like, share, subscribe, our three favorite words other than Mr. Grizzly. Free yeah, beer baby. today. And if you want to give us free beer today, well, then that squiggly right by Mr. Grizzly's head brings you to our coffee page. If you're listening at home, that's ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver. That's where our emergency hydration fund is found. You can leave a little donation in our tip jar there. We thank you very much. It's close to the end of the month. So if you have a, happen to have a couple of a extra loonies jingling in your pocket and you'd like to help us continue making this uh, product for you, we would definitely appreciate the support. Thank you very much. Um, from the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom, please. Drink water, take your vitamins, get also, some rest. I actually got sleep last night, kids. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. It seems that like we're switching. All right. Well, it's because we were up late last night in an interview and... and my brain keeps going yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So, anyway. Mr. Chris, please roll All our right. hats. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing 
your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning, Kit, the anti-corporatist, and Kit, my dogs are goth. Lovely to see you at the end of the show. Um, as for our Easter egg, um, if you remember Mr. Otter, because he hasn't been on our show for a while, uh, but uh, he mm-hmm. once tweeted something that everything looks more official when you surround it in laurels. So... <laughs> I, I just had to. I, well, I just had to. Yeah. All right, kids, have a wonderful day. Oh, I forgot. I'll oh, I didn't ask you for words of wisdom. I did. Yes. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs> Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.